Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dawaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dawaskin. All right, lad. Thank you very much once again for bringing us into episode 12 of the Jeff Dawaskin Show. So excited to be here. We got an amazing, amazing show lined up. My friend Brad Mislow is going to be here a little later from his quarantine, and that's going to be fun <laughs> for us, not for him. He's stuck there, but he's making the best of it, and he's got a message for us all. So I'm excited to talk with him. My daughter was listening to an episode, which I was excited about. She gave me some advice. She said, Jeff, well, actually, she said, Daddy, but whatever. You know what I mean? She said, Daddy, you need better segues. You're just going to. Anyway, I don't know. So, anyway, here's a, here's a segue. We're going to talk about social media. Buh, buh, buh. All right. I think that was great. I think you clearly understood there was a change in what was going to happen. So I wanted to talk about one quick Twitter tip. I didn't do any tips last week because the show was so long. But the tip I want to share today is on Twitter, when you're all Twittering, I think one of the greatest features, and I, I was surprised, I was talking to my wife, and she's like, I don't use that. And I think it's the greatest feature ever. There's a bookmark feature. So when you're on Twitter and like you got these million tweets flying at you, and you're like, oh, that'd be great, but I don't have time to read that, there's a little drop-down, and one of the options is add tweet to bookmarks. And then that adds it to a private list of bookmark tweets that you can go back and look at later. So if someone says something bad about you <laughs> or uh, the president says something you want to check out later or there's an article, you just bookmark it and then it's there. And then you just go to the bookmark section of your profile and voila, it's all there. And as you want, you can remove stuff from the bookmarks as well. To me, it's the greatest feature. The greatest thing ever. There you go. I just I just improved your lives. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. You're welcome. And that's the end of Social Media Tips. And our sponsor this week is Light Bulbs. Light Bulbs. You know, you can just hold them over your head and that's how people know you have an idea. Yeah. It's not just for lighting up a room. It's also for lighting up your mind. Light bulbs. Can't thank my sponsors enough. They're the reason we're able to do this week after week. Please support them. If you don't have any, please go and buy us some light bulbs. I promise you they're worth it. And you'll probably find a couple places around the house that you'll think is a great place to put a light bulb. And now it's time for the interview. Recently, my friend Brad was flying back from one of the hot spots back to New York. And he was forced into a 14-day quarantine due to state laws. So I wanted to connect with him, talk with him, so everyone could hear his story. want everyone to remember all this is real, and we're all trying to stay safe and do everything that we can to keep everyone around us safe as well. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with my dear old friend, Brad. Oh, well, we have a special edition of the Jeff Dwoskin Show. We're going deep, deep, deep into the pandemic, and we're going deep into hashtag wear masks. We're going deep into quarantine. We're, we're here live, but you're not live, but 
when you hear this, it'll be taped. Whatever, you know what I mean. It's a, with the uh, with uh, Brad Mislow. Mislow. <laughs> That's who. When did you, did you hit a fl- did you hit a flange button? Yeah, so uh, Brad, who um, I'm sure you've read about, is quarantined. State issued quarantined. Yeah, man. State issued quarantine. State of New York. So tell, tell us, tell us what happened. Tell us what happened. All right. Well, it starts out very sad. So to your listeners, I apologize for this is going to start an incredible bummer. My father passed away. Very sorry. Um, very... Yeah. So hey, everyone just everyone just hit stop. No, I'm not doing this. No, just kidding. <laughs> if you're still listening, please listen. It, it's a good story. My father passed away, and I had to go to Atlanta for his funeral. He actually died when I got there. So. I was there. We did the funeral. I spent a week with my mother just, you know, doing all the things that I had to do to help her. And my sister also uh, – my father died of COVID. My sister also had COVID, but she's way healthier, and she just had headaches and, uh, uh, and like, was tired. So, but, so she couldn't be around my mother, so it was just me. So it was a very stressful week, people grieving, and, you know, especially in this time. And, you know, I'm in, I was in a state. Obviously, Georgia is one of the many – States that are on the tri-state New Jersey, Connecticut, New York uh, quarantine list. In fact, as I joked to my son who went with me, the entire Confederacy is on the <laughs> is on the quarantine list. And now with the addition of Virginia and Maryland, we, uh, the entire Confederacy. So I knew that coming back, I'd have to do a two-week quarantine, and I couldn't stay at my home because my daughter is immune, is uh, immunocompromised. So that leaves me, you know, so that leaves me with a man without a country. And there's a program that New York City has. It's run by the Department of Health. You could Google it, check it up. It's New York. It's called the NYC COVID-19 Hotel Program, where if you're a resident of the city of New York and or a healthcare worker and you cannot quarantine at home, they have a hotel, which is the beautiful LaGuardia Plaza in Elmhurst, New York, Queens, for those of you who don't know your NYC geography, where you can stay for up to 14 days, whether you're sick or not. I was tested when I was in Georgia. I tested negative and my son tested negative. But once we hopped on the plane, the clock starts over. So if you're flying here to New York in the, in the next, uh, probably, you know, who knows when, from any southern state or California, and I think, I think Idaho and Arizona, a couple other states are on the list, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And I didn't have anywhere else to go. It was not my first choice, Jeff. I did have some friends who know some very rich people in Westchester who are summering and they have these empty homes, you know, like mansion type homes. And I'm like, uh, I was like, oh, please just let, let me stay there. I'll bring a sleeping bag. I'll just tent up in the gigantic living room. They probably have a guest house, you know, but that didn't turn out well. And there were some other things, I, options I had that didn't turn out well. So here I am in the COVID hotel. And it's like a combination of hospital and prison. Sounds like a perfect combination. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm on day three. I'm on day three because I found out Sunday was day zero. And when I got here, they, were, they said, well, on the phone, they, they told me all this crazy information. Like you only, you have to stay there 14 days and you, you could have one five minute break to go outside a day. I'm like five minutes. I said, I said, prisoners get an hour. I mean, you know, I, I could murder someone and be in jail and get an and get 55 more minutes of time than I am here. But I found when I came here, they found out no, that's not true. We're not a prison. You you could you know you could schedule to have um, air breaks if you want every every few hours, and you could stay if you feel well after three or four days. You can go, but 
I, in my situation, I have to be tested. I, gotta, I, gotta, I cannot risk my daughter getting sick at all. So I'm going to get tested while I'm here and wait for that test result to come through. By that time, it'll probably be 14 days anyway. And if you're symptom-free for 14 days, you don't have it. Do that. Have you been tested, Jeff? I haven't been tested, but I barely, uh, I barely left my house. It's very unpleasant. It's very uh, COVID they tests. They, they stick a cotton swab way, your into your brain. Yeah, both nostrils. Both. Um, both nostrils. My, we we did it in Georgia, and my son was holding on to a railing, and the southern nurse was like, "You're gonna rip that railing right off." <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, yeah, it sucked. It's how they it, figure that? How they figure out this is? Hey, this is how we test for COVID. Let's just I don't jam know. this thing into your brain and, and rub the bottom of your eyeball. That's what it feels like. It's just, it's just like, you know, you know, it's like, remember like being a kid and sticking something up your nose and thinking, okay, that's far enough. Yeah. These people just go, they push on through, just push on through, you know, there's no limits. There's, there's no, no limits. yeah. Just keep going. I'm, I, it's like, I, I think that was the threshold. Like how far can this light bright piece go in my nose? Well, now you find out oh, twice. God. <laughs> so well, at, least, um, at least you know what to expect now. So what do you want to know? Here I am in, in room 723 at the LaGuardia <laughs> Plaza Hotel. But have you seen my what the hallways look like? Yeah, yeah, it looked a little bit like The Shining. It was It's creepy. I'm like, oh, my God, I need a big wheel. It's very Shining-like. The, the patterns are different, but the colors are the same. So the message here for anyone listening is maybe this isn't a right-wing democratic hoax and this is real. <laughs> well, well, it's funny you say that because when I was explaining to people, my friends who have been very supportive, and I, I guess I'm getting more social media attention because my father died and people have been more, you know, I guess I'm in, in their feeds now. And so when I just said, you know, hey, I'm, I'll be doing this, my friends who are on the right side of the spectrum are like, oh, my God, are they, are they throwing you in a van and, like, taking you there? I'm like, no, this is totally voluntary. Like, you know, there, there's this perception that once you arrive at the airport, you're like, you know, frog marched out of the airport into a waiting car and take you to a hotel across the street. But that's not the case. I signed up for this. I, I volunteered. And no booze, by the way. No not booze. Not allowed or you're, you're no. just not allowed booze? No. I was, and they searched my back, like a security guard, very nice security guard. Everyone here is extremely nice. I don't want to crap on them. They've been doing a great job. And they have a very hard job all the nurses and you get temperature checks every few few hours in fact there's one coming up in about 20 minutes and they, and they, they rec, look at rec, you rectal i assume no no i, I don't know <laughs> um that's 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 the enhanced package i mean yes <laughs> i mean I, I the thing is yes because they have that little you know little like temperature gun so i'm sure it would still have the same result so um you know they did search my bags to make they asked me do i have any drugs have any alcohol do i have any sharps and i would you know, like no and they're like, all right, you're, they were very nice about it. But so we we come, they give three meals a day and the food's okay. It's not horrible. It's cooked in down, you know, in a hotel kitchen. So it's not, it's like room service. It's, it's that kind of food. It's you get to better. pick what you want or they just bring you stuff? They just bring it to you. I mean, they, they asked, you know, do you have any dietary restrictions? And I said, I don't like pork. And they went, okay. I explained to my daughter who's 17 what I got for breakfast one day. I said, and she's like, you know, she's curious. She's what you get for breakfast. I said, well, they gave me a single serving bowl of Cheerios, Cheerios, a small carton of milk, an apple and a cheese stick and a little thing of orange juice that you get in hospitals. She goes, dad, you got the kid's meal. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh my God, I did. She's like a cheese stick and an apple. Come on. You can get food delivered here, but not by anyone you know. Like if, you know, if like, you know, let's say someone wants to bring you a big ziti, they would say, no, go away. But if you order it from a place down the street, that's fine. Hold on. I think someone's at my door. 
wow, we could do this live. Oh, I need a mask. Hold on. Coming, coming. This is a live, this is a live temperature check. So hold on, people. 96.1. 96.1. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I, w- I would have hated to have had tragic news. Live, <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine that? That's not funny. Um, but, um, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that, was, that was my temperature check. What was New York like during the the hot time? I mean, you had oh. a great you had a great governor, so that's that's good. I th- feel like we do too in Michigan. You want, you want to go back to the, the dark times Let's before hear about it. you know before the empire? It was really okay. I, I would say the, the the really peak of it was March, April, and a little bit of May. That's when we realized how long this would be. A lot of wiping down of groceries, you know. And you know, my son came home for spring break and never left. You know, my, I'm sorry, my son is a college student at um, the University at Albany. So it's a school like, you know, 17,000 kids from all over, you know, New York State and various other regions. And and he came home and my daughter stopped going to school. So we had four people in a house now and trying, you know, virtual school, virtual learning. And I guess that was everybody's story, you know, two, two working parents trying to do their job and, and trying to adjust. But it, it was eerie that no one was taking the subway and you heard sirens all the time. You just, it was a constant wail of sirens all the time. It was very strange and we just didn't go anywhere. I went to get groceries and that's it. I think I went to grocery store and CVS and that was the only two places I went. I started running more. I started, instead of like maybe once a week, I read, I was running two or three times a week and we were just careful. And then we know that was also, do we wear a mask? We wear gloves. What do we do? It was all this misinformation, but we just knew that it was not the time to get sick. It was not the time to go to a hospital. It was not the time to, you know, be near anybody. And then it was really, we were hunkered down. Just the sirens though, just the constant sirens were just, were just strange. And hearing like, and taking a walk, like on a Friday night or with my dog around the block, I live by this highway and there's no cars and no air traffic. No one was flying. Like the, and, and the air was cleaner. The air became very clean. And it, it, it was very, I mean, it, I'm lucky because I live in a neighborhood that's not like Manhattan. So I, you know, I had some more space. I have a car. I, I had a little more freedom than, say, someone who lives in an apartment and can't leave. But it was, it was odd. It was very strange. And now it's a, little, it's a little bit better. It's certainly not in the clear. You can't, you know, there's no indoor dining. And I, and I certainly am not stepping foot in a, in a, on a subway anytime soon or in an office building, even though I just flew, which I never said I would do, and which actually wasn't that bad. The flights actually weren't bad. It's just the, it's just the knowing that you're, you're coming back and having to quarantine, that I think is, was worse than the actual flight. The people on the flights were calm. And, and I hear people, I know people like who are taking the subway and they're, they're like, oh, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's not crowded at all, but I, I, I'm not doing it. New York, yeah, New York was, and then also at the time, New Yorkers were telling the rest of the country, this is going to be you. This, this is bad. And the rest of the country was like, no, I mean, ex- actually, except for Michigan, because I think that you guys, you know, got hit hard as we like we did. But not, you know, I mean, I mean, definitely you had higher numbers than the rest of the country. But now look at it. It's it's a me- the country is a mess. And people were saying there was an editorial, I think, by Brett Stephen. It said that America can't live by New York's rules because, you know, it's easy to dump on New York. You know, it's easy. It's, it's fun. It's easy and it's fun. But like someone reposted that on Twitter back to the guy who wrote it and said, I guess this didn't age well very well, you know, mm-hmm. just because you don't have subways and, and a crowded city doesn't mean this thing won't spread because people are still close to people at some point. Yeah. Even um, in Michigan at uh, one of the colleges, a bunch of kids went to a bar and boom, 
or you go to a pool party and there's a super spreader, which could be a kid who doesn't even know he has it. So it, it's so, you know, people were getting nutty. People wanted this to end too soon. The first time I stepped foot in Manhattan was June. I, and I drove because a friend of mine was and it was like, you know, let's take a social distance walk. I'm going crazy. And this is a childhood friend of mine. She's actually in, in media. You know, she's on NPR. She's like a semi-famous person. And, and well, no, she, you know, she has, you know, so she's like, I just, and we're childhood friends. So I met her for a walk in Central Park and it was comical. I drove up to her building and parked right away, which is like what you do in sitcoms. You know, it's like you never, you know, I found a space immediately. I'm like, well, and I, and I got there 20 minutes early because I left, you know, I, I, off, I left with more time. I'm thinking, okay, I guess I'll go to the bank. We ended up taking a walk in Central Park, and it was amazing how many people weren't wearing masks. I would say half the people weren't wearing masks. This is June, and that really disturbed me. And we were walking past people who were hanging outside bars. Like, they were serving. The bars were open to serve outside, which is what you see now, along with outdoor dining. And nobody was wearing a mask, I guess because they were drinking. But still, that was disturbing to see. Yeah, well, it's it's the same here. It's it's hard to go places, and I'll look the other way. I'll hold my breath. People aren't wearing masks. Right. I love wearing a mask. I mean, my you know, it's just I like to be able. You can do funny things because like you can make faces at people and they don't know it. And <laughs> right. I think I think there's a lot of benefits to it outside of the health. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, also like you know, I mean, like how genius is to have a Darth Vader mask or a you know, I mean, it's so brandable. You know, you, I know, you, you, you and I are in communications. This is a great branding. Someone's going to make a lot of money if they're not already. <laughs> so on the flight back to New York, there was a family. And nothing enrages me more when I see a, like, a, like a prepubescent or a pubescent teen with like, a, with like a Trump shirt on. I'm like, you don't know crap. They, I think they do it because they know it pisses people off. They like it, but they have no idea what it means. And also mm-hmm. probably because daddy likes Trump too. It's just to me like a recipe for disaster. So this kid was on the flight. And he had a Trump 2020 mask on. And I just wanted to say, I bet the irony is lost on you. But I doubt the ki- I doubt this kid knew what the word irony meant. So, you know, and I, I didn't want to start an international incident on a plane. All right. So what are you doing? Are you playing a lot of solitaire? What are you, and then uh, just eating and sleeping in solitaire? And... Well, you know, I'm dipping my toe back into work. I'm a creative director for an ad agency. And, you know, they were, they've been great about taking a lot of time. But I, but since I'm, Honestly, work is something to do. I need to get that back in my life. So I've been listening in on meetings and slowly getting involved in the projects. I have my guitar here. I have a Mexican Day of the Dead coloring book. I forced myself yesterday to read an actual print publication. So I actually sat and read. And I have a book here I need. I can crack open to. People have been great about suggesting streaming some shows i haven't got that that to me is a time suck you know i just to do if once you get sucked in a, a series you're in that series now and it's just, it's just so i haven't done that yet even though i'd love to would love to write something i pitched an article idea to new york magazine to see if if this is has any kind of story idea to it I, i'm calling a lot of friends have checked in because this is a very tender time right now with my father passing so i've been checking in with my parents and my sister and a lot of friends have come out of the woodwork I haven't talked to in years, and that's been nice. That's been like the best thing ever to really connect with people. I know, Jeff, you lost your father, and I bet that was – I get it. I get how hard that was, you know, and it's tough, especially if you had the same relationship that I did. I don't know if you did. I'm guessing you did because you seem pretty functional and normal <laughs> and happy, and it sound, and, he, and obviously yes. your dad did a great job. It's been four years, July 6th, four years ago. Yeah. So. 
Wow. Fuck July, man. Ooh, can I say that? Horrible month, July. What else have I been doing? I've been trying to stay, you know, I've been streaming a lot of Fish, the band. Sorry. They have this They have this concert series. They play a, a new concert every live stream, a, an old concert from their video archives. Those are like three-hour jaunts, so that takes a long time to get through, either as background music or watching it. Oh, for those of you with HBO Max, there is a rebooted Looney Tunes series. Have you, have you heard about this? No, because HBO Max isn't on Roku or Amazon, so oh. I have HBO Max and can't watch it. Well, hold on. HBO Go is going to be absorbed into HBO Max. So okay. Roku better get its act together. I mean, I guess because they had, what, HBO Now? They had too many HBO apps. HBO Max is going to be their mothership. So Warner Brothers re made a reboot of Looney Tunes with the, all the characters. This is attempted throughout the years. They finally got the secret sauce down. They finally got it to be as funny and as irreverent and as authentic and close to the ones that we grew up on. Because I was watching the first one. And remember, I'm like mourning. I'm like, I lost my dad. And I'm watching this new Bugs Bunny and I'm laughing. It is so funny. I totally recommend you, and they're and they're very short episodes. They're like two episodes on a series, and they're very authentic to the to the time. They still drive like old cars, and they and I mean the jokes are still rapid fire. They're probably a little more sensitive than they were then, but at one point I think Porky Pig holds up a a, a phone because he's like in a fire truck to give directions, but it's funny because he ends up giving four rights. Which goes back to where they were, so you know. <laughs> but it's um no, it's really done well. I recommend. If you need a laugh and you and you love the Warner Brothers cartoon, they really they did it right. And the voices are great too. They get the really good voice people. Like I think Tom Kenny from SpongeBob is one of the voices. Watch the new Looney Tunes series. It's worth it. Somehow yeah. every one of these conversations I do turns into a streaming suggestions. Uh, well <laughs> it's that's... an undercurrent. It's an under thing. I will thank you for sharing your story. Very sure. sorry again about your father. It's even harder, I know, during this crazy time yeah. to have to deal with that. Thank you for your selflessness and self-quarantining yourself and setting an example for all of us. That's uh, very brave of you. Oh, sure. We appreciate it. And all I right. guess the real message is, everyone, this is real. This shit's real. It's real. <laughs> everyone be safe. And Brad, I, thank you so much. Sure. I keep listening because Jeff Dwoskin is, since I've met him at 16, is and continues to be one of the funniest people I know. I, I'm looking at you right now, and I just want to <laughs> laugh because... You know, I, I, I've, known, I've known you long enough to know how your brain works. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Thank you, my friend. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. The moral of the story, my friends, is stay safe, wear a mask, do the right thing, social distance. Hats off to my friend Brad for doing all the right things to keep him and his family and everyone around him safe. Now it's time to look into trends. I hope my daughter appreciates these segues. All right. We didn't do one of these last week either, but we're going to jump into Hashtag Roundup. That's an awesome thing on Twitter, at Hashtag Roundup, and they have an app as well. They play hashtag games all the time, real fun stuff. Found a great one that I thought would be great based on the conversation I had with Brad. We did one not too long ago called Quarantine a Book. Brad said he was reading a book in his 14-day quarantine, which I, I'm assuming many of you went, what? what, what what's a book? And uh, I know I did. Who's can't remember the last time I seen one of those, but I, I've heard of them, and I hear they're, they're good. 
Okay, so these are dedicated to Brad. This is hashtag quarantine a book. It was done by Jody uh, back in March as a guest game on hashtag roundup. So I'm going to read some of these and then I'm going to retweet them and they'll be on my Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin show. So you can check them out. Here's some for Brad who, when he hears this is still going to be in quarantine and he can check out these books. Gulliver's travels to the kitchen (laughs) for Brad. That could be like the mini fridge. Here's one. Uh, the old man in the sequester. That's pretty good. Outbreak twist. Instead of, (laughs) Instead of Oliver Twist. All right. How to Avoid Friends and Socially Distance People. All right. These are great books for quarantine. Diary of a Homeschooled Kid. <laughs> the Tiger King, The Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, that is a good quarantine book. All right. We play these fun games all the time on Hashtag Roundup every day, all day. So check them out. I was reading those to you from my bookmark feature. Yes, see, I practice what I preach. All right. Speaking of which, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you've enjoyed the past episodes. We're on Apple and Spotify and Pandora now. So like, subscribe, tell your friends, check it out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show. And we'll see you next time.